Hey you, welcome to the Secrets of the Online Coach podcast. I am your co-host Kerry and you will be sitting with myself and the head coach Lynn Trun as we dive into the real and raw stories and strategies around success inside of building your online movement and your coaching business. There are four key pillars inside of business in which you have to master. That is your trade, getting attention and getting desire and commitment and then building on top of those foundations with optimizing your business numbers. We dive deep into discussions around creating systems to build and scale your business and with topics where Lynn throws fire at the mic with his no BS mentorship. Enjoy the show, enjoy the ride and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, K-Bod. I just had some ice cream. Finished up this amazing little stick here. Do you want to tell to me how much we've been really fasting, eh? I know. The beauty of getting to eat I more. Saw, uh, well, I saw Keto Bodies ad and I just thought, you know what? I want to I wanna have like this luscious 1,200-calorie meal with chips and you know, all all I can eat. I, I wanna I wanna finish my day with a bit of chocolate at the end of the day. You know, makes it makes it seem so attractive. We've uh, we've been vlogging a little bit lately. When can the guys and the girls expect to see some of our? <laughs> we definitely have all the gear. <laughs> I uh, we have been practicing our video skills as well and holding it up, Horrible. which is. I'm a lot better on webcam, that's for sure. Yeah, which is a skill um, in itself. The, the camera is very heavy. It is. It's it's very heavy, especially like if you're holding it for five, ten minutes. But we digress. Um, I believe we've got uh, got Mr. Suckling watching live. We've got a few people on live at the moment, which is really, really good. Hey, why don't you take us into today's question? Yes. So... A few days ago, you asked a question to the group, how many gym owners there are inside of the online, uh, our, our online community. Yeah. And it begs me to wonder about uh, the origin of that question. And we talk a lot about Kitty's history of being a gym owner, how she was trapped inside of her gym and she led herself into building this online empire, mm. which is now freed herself. And mm-hmm. I want to explore this question with you on if you're a gym owner, does it make it easier for you to go online? Should you go online? And also with the context of many PTs who are successful inside of the gym are looking for the next step and looking inside of should they go online or should they go open up a gym and what does that look like? Yeah. Because that really takes you from self-employed to a business owner for the business owners in the gym, is that an advantage to go online? That's a very that's a very good question. Uh, see, my my very first thought behind a gym owner is they have some skills that opening up a gym. Uh, that when I had my Pilates and yoga studio, when I managed six of these gyms um, that we had back in two thousand and thirteen, it gave me some insights to having skills. It opened me up to having the conversation around business that I didn't get as a personal trainer. Literally my whole business skills around being a personal trainer was seeing people on the gym floor, giving out free sessions, messaging my clients on Sunday night, 
asking them that they're free tomorrow morning to trade at these particular times. Uh, and, and being a gym owner, I really, really feel, uh, you know, prior to doing what we've done over the last two years, Kez, I would have said yes, um, that 110% that gym owners can build this online business. But I'm, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to say that it has its advantages, but these advantages are not critical to building an online movement and why I say that is when you're a gym owner, you then have to start thinking about marketing. You start thinking about sales. You start thinking about delivery. Um, you start thinking about your, your business model and how you get people through the door. You start looking at retention. You start stepping out of being the operator role. And most gym, gym owners never step out of being the operator role. Um, but now you've got all these things to worry about. Are we getting enough leads to the door? Are we converting? Are we making our revenue? You've got a shit ton more of expenses. And so your ability to learn business skill sets accelerates because of the pressure. And that's why, that's why, you know, just to elaborate on that, that's why I think pressure and pain is so good because it helps you pick up skills very, very quickly. And I guarantee that the gym owners in here have risen to another level in terms of business skills, in terms of marketing. They've had to figure out Facebook ads. They've had to ask for more referrals. They've had to learn how to close better. They've had to know their numbers because they've had that pressure. And now they're playing a bigger game because there's a lot more risk um, to that. So it gives them skills around business. However, it it's, it's a kind of double-edged sword because what you need to build a successful gym um, aren't exactly the same skills that you need to build a successful online movement. Uh, in fact, it's quite the opposite because I think, Kerry, it, it, it can cause uh, a little bit of a negative feedback because when you run a gym, uh, you, you kind of have to work with everybody. You kind of have to run six-week challenges, 28-day uh, programs, you're kind of getting general pop, right? And your whole business model is around retention. And, it, and if, if you do the gym model really, really well and you're able to pull yourself out of the gym, you're essentially running group classes, transformation programs, and this is your, this is your target market. Now, when we look at running a gym, and feel free to butt in here at all, like just cut me out completely, or, or if there's anything that you want to add, you start to look at the advertising and you start to look at this being very generic. Um, generic meaning, hey, I'm looking for people that want to complete a 28-day transformation challenge. You want to lose 10 kilos, come and click the link, come and opt in, and I'll help you. And so your gym is built upon not so much marketing, but... Uh, but your gym is built upon sales and retention, SNR here. Now, if you want to be a successful online expert and you want to work with ideal clients, you want to work with clients that you can swear around and be yourself and be authentic, you know, uh, the the type of ideal clients that you want, especially when you run an online business, is you don't want a client that is, that's not doing the work, that's, that tells you that they're going to do the work, but then 
you have to drag them along. Um, it's, a, it's a very, very different scenario because the type of clients that you wanted, the type of clients that we often talk about, that we say, hey, would we would we be able to share a house and would we, would, would we be able to share dinner with these people? And so in order for you to do that, this is where building an online business differs, in my opinion, is that you have to be so marketing heavy to attract tons and tons of people and you handpick the right ones. Now, this is the difference between running and online because if you pick the right ones, you get to work with people and your whole community is based around people that share similar values, beliefs, and they actually all get along. When you're running the gym, uh, you, you're so sales and retention focused that your, your marketing kind of sucks because it has to suck because you're looking at getting more and more and more people through the door because you're location dependent. Uh, you've only got a, a three-kilometer, three-mile radius where people are actually going to go, you know what, it's worth going down there. And 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 so your offer, you, you don't want to repel a lot of people, you're nobody. So the greatest thing about building an online business is the fact that you can reach everybody uh, so you need to narrow down very quickly and repel people because that's what's going to build a stronger community. This then defaults because we work with a lot of gym owners and I'm sure you have plenty of stories, Gary, where they come in and they default to this type of marketing. They default to this type of marketing and they go, hey, can I just do what I did in the gym online? And we go, no, it doesn't actually work. So if you look at one of the, one of the greatest models I've ever seen is a really, really good friend of mine, Alex Hormozis, um, from Gym Launch. And we joke that he's Russia and I'm China and we're going to war because I'm online and he's offline. But he uses, he uses free six-week challenges, uh, does the whole accountability thing, sells at $5.99 to get your money back. And, you know, that works really well in the gym because that's not marketing heavy. That's more sales heavy and retention heavy. It works tremendously well. So a lot of gym owners that he works with makes a lot of money. You can't apply that business model online. And a lot of people are trying. We tried to apply that business model, in fact, many, many times. But it doesn't work because the whole thing about your online business is the retention in the gym is based on the fact that they all share the same workout, they're all community-based, they have that gym in common. Whereas the retention online, uh, they don't have that. It, there needs to be more. They actually have to like each other. They have to share similar values. They have to agree upon the same thing. They have to be on the same journey. And so that's where you run into retention issues. So you might be able to sell clients on a six-week program for $400 if you're great at selling, but you're going to come into retention issues because they do not feel an affinity to the tribe. They do not feel connected to you. They don't feel connected to people around them. And, and that's where it differs. And that's, on the side, absolutely. And on the flip side of that with the retention, if you find the right tribe, they will stick for life. Correct. Like we've got guys who have never left for years. Correct. And that's what happens with online, which when you do find the right tribe. Yeah. And, and 
and here's one thing that most people won't ever tell you. Uh, everybody is so focused on scratching this itch. The biggest itch is getting clients. And this is, this is like, this is like your client that wants to lose five kilos in seven days, right? Uh, this is the same itch that everyone wants to scratch because it's the biggest problem. It's the biggest pain that you face. But that's not the itch that you should be worried about because the underlying symptom here is actually uh, retention and lifetime value. And if you don't figure out this game, most people only get clients to only uh, feast and then fast and then go back around this loop, but never ever build a compounding and growing business because their retention and their lifetime value sucks. Now, I'm, I'm going to then go back to Kitty and go, well, the only reasons why she's growing at the pace that she's growing at, which is 540 clients, is because we focus so heavily on this stuff over here and this stuff just comes naturally. Um, getting clients care is one of the easiest things that you can actually do because getting clients is all about, hey, you've got this problem. I can solve it. Do you want to do a value exchange? And I promise to solve it for you, right? That's, that's the whole crux of ex value exchange. But then the most fucked up part is how many actually follow through with the value exchange proposition that they make in the first place, which is I will get you the result. I will coach you. I'll build you. You're going to get the information and you're going to win. Uh, and that's something that all businesses especially if you're scaling to millions of dollars a year and, and most fitness coaches aren't because most struggle to make six figures. But if you're scaling to seven, the, the, the conversation is all about delivery and lifetime value than it is getting clients. And um, I know I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent and a rant, so feel free to take this conversation back to where it originally belonged. But uh, I just want to make this point that whilst gym owners and studio owners have advantages because they understand marketing, they understand sales, they, they start to pull themselves out of the bigger picture. I almost think that they're at a disadvantage because they've been doing something that works uh, and it works okay. Like it's not brilliant. You know, the six week challenges, the 28 day challenge, they work okay. They make enough to make you enough money for you to be okay. And that's what kills you because when you start going online, it's so marketing heavy that all the stuff that you're putting out there isn't instantly gratified. You're not gonna you're not gonna launch an ad and then make money in within a seven days. You're gonna have to build a marketing ecosystem. You're gonna have to build trust. You're gonna have to be. You're gonna have to quadruple the niche down. You're gonna have to own a result. You're gonna have to do your webinar, your your value uh, ecosystem before. And it's it's such a longer term game. But the, but because gym owners and studio owners have played this instant gratifying game, which is I run an ad, I get my landing page, I call them, they schedule an appointment, I sit down with them in their appointment, I close them on the deal. They see this leeway between I launch an ad and then four days later, I make money. In the online game, it's like I launch an ad, uh, I market, I market, I market, I deliver value, I, I show up, I show up, I show up, oh, hey, someone paid me. Oh, this is cool. And then because there's that uncertainty, 
because there's that uncertainty of not knowing how much value you're going to deliver to the market before you get paid, no one does it. And so because gym owners have certainty with their model, it becomes extremely hard to recondition them to play a longer-term game, which then leads to uh, better clients. And, and so, so my short answer is uh, no. I think it makes it more difficult as a gym owner and a studio owner to because then you have to unlearn this instant gratifying system that's built in because you've just put a dollar in you've made a dollar 50 you're happy with making 50 cents profit it's not great but it keeps you afloat whereas inside of the online space it's so marketing heavy you put a dollar in you wait 28 days it's really crazy so let me let me tell you this kitty spends seven to ten thousand dollars a week in advertising and she the money that she puts in today she doesn't see a return until 30 days later she puts a dollar it runs its course and then this dollar brings back four dollars 85 to her that she knows and with that certainty she scales but that dollar brings her four dollars 85 brings in her very best tribe like she's got we're talking about this She's got like a tribe of Bogan Aussies that are really cool. And they all talk about pewing in the morning. They all talk about sex. They all talk about things that Kitty talks about, right? Which is really cool because that's the tribe that she's built around her vision and her leadership. Um, short answer and long answer, no. I believe it's harder. I believe that gym owners have the skills. I believe it's easier for me to teach an expert the long game right from the very beginning than uh than to teach somebody who's got something working, like a dollar, making a dollar 25, happy with a 25 cent profit to then go, hey, by the way, you can't have your 25 cents now. You're gonna wait another 30 days because it's it's that whole concept with the marshmallow test care, right? Like if you're a person and you eat that one marshmallow at the start, you're just gonna, you're, you're gonna be conditioned to keep eating that marshmallow. And if you're that person that's, willing to wait for the marshmallow to get to, then you're conditioned. And, and what gym owners and studio owners uh, often see is they spend their money, they run through a landing page, they make money three, four days later, and then the math kind of works out to a dollar, making a dollar 45, then you've got expenses and, and it's a whole different story. How long was that explanation? Did you even get a breath? The in? short and the long answer was no. Uh, but the explanation was about 20 minutes. No, I loved it. I, I actually, I like longer answers to give context. Um, I do want to follow up with this question for you. So I'm a gym owner. Yeah. I'm quite successful in what I do. Yeah. I have this specific passion that I do want to create a tribe. Yeah. When is that time? that you think yeah. that I should consider going online and why so, would I go online? Why? This is the advice that I've given a lot of gym owners that they have a studio and I'm just going to draw a house because I don't know how to draw a gym, but let's just assume you have a house here. Um, right now with gyms, you know, you can target a three mile radius uh, around here before your marketing stops becoming effective because it's too far for them to go to your gym. I think the thing about gym owners is they they work with a lot of general pop work and, and a lot of gym owners work with people that want to lose weight, get into shape because that's what gen pop is. 
I think if you're a gym owner and you're coming to that point in your life where you're like, man, I want to coach successful. I want to coach people like me. Like if you're running a business, um, I guarantee you that you're not going to hang around with your friends that don't run a business. Uh, You're starting to uh, you're starting to see things differently in the world. Your, your eyes are opening up to this idea of production, success, uh, trying to coach yourself, your body, and then, and then leadership. And so your world begins to open up. And when your world begins to open up, you start to go, holy crap, like I should coach other men and I want to I wanna make the world a better place and I want to unlock the performance in the world. You know, and I think when you have that, uh, that's when you know you should begin to go online because uh, that's your movement and it begins to it begins to have your message. And so when you have anything like this, I would begin to market to my specific niche and open up probably 100 miles and start putting out content and start talking about the fact that you have a gym in, this, in the city centre, um, obviously to gain trust, knowing that they're not going to come but you're using the fact that you're, you've, you've got a facility in the city centre to gain trust. Um, you, you market your message out there and then you offer them the ability to do online with maybe a monthly workshop where they drive in once a month to your, to your facility. You do some sort of a hybrid thing first to test, pile, uh, to test pilot your program and to test pilot your message. And I think that way, if I was a gym owner, Going online completely is probably not ideal. It's too much of a stepping stone. What I would do is I would open up that uh, radius to 100 miles, begin to market my message, begin to build a community, and then begin to go, you know what, guys, once a month we're going to meet up at the gym. Who's coming? Who's who's driving 50 miles to come and meet up at the gym and build that community from there with the right people that you want to attract? Um, I think practically at a practical level that's going to build a lot more trust for you you're going to have a lot more certainty because you can actually see your value people are going to uh people are going to drive 50 60 miles to come and visit you if they know once a month everyone's in there and they're having a big meetup and so you know the the thing that i would advise because we do get a lot of gym owners going you know what lynn i'm not happy with my gym it's not making enough money i'm stuck in it show me this online thing um that's what i would do you need to be able to make your business successful before you enter into another business because the problem that we see is that what made you unsuccessful in that business is going to show up again in the next like it's 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 the fucking same thing it's like you have a gym you have a product sweet did you market it did you did you learn sales did you build a sales system did you look at retention did you look at uh, did you look at your processes and your systems? Did you look at customer feedback? Did you look at all these variables that you need to look at? Churn, onboarding, community, culture, your leadership, all of this within your gym business before you go, I'm going to throw in the towel because this isn't for me, but not take ownership and then bring bring that same person on, into this online business and it still crumbles. It's like, fuck. I want to make one point. Business is hard. Like it's not for everybody, which is why 99% of people are employed because the person that runs a business is the only person that, uh, that takes ownership of everything. And my advice is do this because you've got a passion to do this because it's fun and you don't want to work for anyone else. Don't do this because, you know, you're hoping to be free 
uh, and have freedom and sit on the beach because that generally never often works out the way you want it to work out. Yeah, I was thinking about this last night about people that want to work for themselves to get freedom. If you really want freedom and to not work, I'd really question what it is that you're doing and if you're actually passionate about it because I think I think the true beauty of what we do is that we work on a Sunday evening and we love working on a Sunday evening and I can't stress enough about the fact that you know when I worked in corporate Saturdays and Sundays was my ritual to switch off to not even think a word of work but now working on a Sunday evening to me is really really nice it's like a retreat because we get to do it quietly on our couch and correct correct plan for the week and all of that is fun yeah well it's 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 so integrated into our life right so we we spent Mm. Today, going through 60 weekly temples um, and getting back to people to give them clarity because we obviously have some foresight and insight that can help people. So we do that because we see it as contribution and growth as opposed to work and money. It's like, cool, how can I help? How can I pour into these people so that they continue to grow? Um, I think, yeah, it then comes back to if you're a gym owner and you want freedom, like if freedom's the thing that you're looking for, systemize your business, get really good at marketing, set up systems for your sales, bring in a manager uh, to ensure that your classes and your team are running smoothly and everyone's doing the right things and then scale it. And the reasons why you can't do that is once again, you haven't figured out marketing because you haven't built a brand and you're so like the only time gym owners ever run ads is when they, they need to make money now. And rather than, like that just gets you from starving to okay, but that doesn't get you from okay to thriving. If you're a gym owner and you want freedom, learn how to process everything up, get really good at marketing. So you're marketing your business. So you have all these leads in that generate revenue. With that revenue, you hire uh, and you create processes and systems and you take yourself out and you can be sipping on the sitting on the beach. Um, but to think that, hey, no, I don't want to do this whole gym thing. I'll do the online it's, it's almost ludicrous because it's the same person showing up that's going to face the same obstacles around leadership, marketing, sales, delivery, um, people and processes that are going to show up again and again and again. And, and that's where, that's where it's, uh, it's not the right, it's not the right path. Awesome. I don't have any more questions for you. I wonder if the gym owners in this group might have some questions about their position and your thoughts about where their position is and what their next steps are. So I'm very open to having you guys comment down below with your questions and what you guys think about getting your sales, your systems, all of those business skills that you're building and where you're currently at to dig into Lynn's brain because, as you know, I ask the questions, Lynn answers them uh so yeah let's do that this week yeah i I want to leave one piece of advice for every single person i think the ultimate crux of having freedom comes down to marketing if you are not marketing uh you will not generate any cash flow uh which means you won't make any money and without money you can't have freedom because money buys you people it buys other people's time it helps you build processes and systems and it helps you create a better experience so that you actually keep clients 
which then allows you testimonials results for you to go back into marketing. And that's the thing. And, and I think a lot of the times with gym owners, they spend so much time in the trenches, coaching their classes, they do everything else, but they don't market, which is why most gym owners are never free because they never market enough to market their facility, get the right people in, build the right culture. And it's, it's everything else can be figured out, but I'm seeing a huge, uh, I'm seeing a huge common symptom and that's no gyms marketing their brand and, and creating content to attract their ideal client. They're kind of creating general content and they're not doing anything to market um, themselves harder. Marketing, 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 your favorite thing. That's my <laughs> favorite, favorite thing. All right. But um, anyway, I hope that helps. And if you have any questions, you can leave it down below. Uh, that's my two cents on gym owners. And I think, that was a huge, I remember having dinner with Kitty and that was a huge transition. What did she do with the gym? And I said, you got to let it go. And then she did. Like, I literally just said, cut the losses, drop it. Like, because I've had to make the, so many of those decisions in my past, letting shit go in order to get to the next thing, because it's baggage that's holding on to you inside of your, your brain. Um, and, and your brain will tell you, no, 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 I can do both. And really, very rarely does it ever work out in, in what I've seen before. Um, because once again, I get it. It's fear. It's fear of scarcity. It's losing money. Nobody wants to lose money. Um, but understand that you're leaving so much potential on the line if you don't, if you don't chop it and go. Cool, K-Bud. Cool is. I can't, but I can only assume. That, uh, cool is. Cool is. Cool is. Thank you. Thanks for the chat. And um, once again, we'll see you on the next uh, episode. I hope you've enjoyed listening to our radio voices today. If you like us, don't be shy and show us some love by giving us a five-star rating and review. We are shameless promoters of what we do and what we love to do and we'll never stop giving you value. Before you go to the next episode, make sure you subscribe and remember a five-star rating review. 